This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday the 6th of October. In your Squiz today, Facebook's mega outage, Victoria's record case day, the power of Chile, and we're hiring. This is your Squiz today. Yesterday was a pretty bad day to be Mark Zuckerberg or anyone needing Facebook, Instagram or WhatsApp to do their work or be entertained. Facebook and its platforms had their largest ever outages, taking nearly six hours to get back online. We won't get too techie on you this early in the morning, but essentially, Claire, their machines stopped talking to each other. Won't get too techie probably because I can't, but (laughs) you can, Larissa, because you're good about these Mm. things. But for me, (laughs) I like the simple explanation, and that is that there was an outage when it came to their configuration. Uh, What the speculation this morning is that it might have been down to human error, just a single engineer perhaps did Mm. the wrong thing with the code and that replicated through its system. And basically what happened was that uh, all the traffic stopped, the machines stopped talking to one another and basically it ground all of the traffic to a halt. It took quite some time to rectify that issue. As you say, it was the biggest outage that Facebook has ever had. Not a great day at work for that person if that is the case, but not a hack or anything sinister. It still had a big impact on Mark Zuckerberg's hip pocket. His personal wealth dropped by about $9.5 billion, which is pretty staggering. Facebook's share price fell by nearly 4.9%. It has rebounded a little overnight. All of this can be added to Facebook's current list of woes, Claire. And that list is quite extensive. It really is in the spotlight at the moment when it comes to regulators in the US. A couple of weeks ago, the Wall Street Journal reported that Facebook knew about a wide range of problems with its products, particularly Instagram, that it could harm teenage girls' mental health. The whistleblower outed herself on Monday and overnight she has fronted a congressional committee to talk about the concerns that she has and the documents that she has and all the things that she observed at Facebook. Uh, Also, the company's dealing with an antitrust lawsuit from the regulator, and that seeks to unwind Facebook's acquisition of Instagram and WhatsApp. Uh, Hearings on that are quite recent as well. So yeah, it's been a bit of a time for Facebook, that's for sure. Yeah, a fair bit going on. During the outage, brands were having a fair bit of fun over on Twitter, so at least we got some good memes. Back home and on to COVID news now. A tough day for Victoria with case numbers hitting a record daily high. 1,763 new local cases there. There were also four deaths. Illegal grand final gatherings turned super spreader events mean community transmission is rife, according to health authorities. Yeah, and it's quite a jump yesterday's number on the state's previous high, uh, which was 1,488 cases. That was last Friday. So to be heading towards uh, 1,700 and beyond is really concerning to Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews and also to health officials. They say they'll be watching that number very closely, particularly for the next couple of weeks, and called on Victorians and people in Melbourne to follow the regulations. 
At this stage, Premier Daniel Andrews says the state is still committed to the national plan to start lifting restrictions once 70% of the eligible population is fully vaccinated. That's due to happen for Victoria at the end of the month. Jumping states now to New South Wales and as expected, Don Perrottet won the leadership ballot to become the 46th Premier. At 39, it makes him the youngest ever New South Wales Premier and as all newbies do in the job, he's got big and lofty plans, Claire. He does. He wants to put politics behind him. That's something that new leaders quite often get that (laughs) rush of goodwill endorphins. Uh, And he wants to focus on the state's economic recovery, also infrastructure projects and support for families. Uh, As for the other senior blokes, uh, we've got Stuart Ayres, who has been sworn in as the deputy leader, and Matt Keane is now the treasurer of New South Wales. The Nationals will vote on their new New South Wales leader today following the resignation of John Barillaro last week. Stand by for that one. On to federal politics and the question of whether Prime Minister Scott Morrison will attend COP26, the big climate change summit in Glasgow, is still lingering in the air. Australia's emissions targets are a topic of concern both nationally and internationally. Judging on comments made by the PM yesterday, it looks like he's unlikely to attend. Look, he's certainly making sure that the ground is well and truly tilled when it comes to that expectation. What he has said is that with all of the issues that the government is settling when it comes to the emissions targets uh, and the negotiations that they're having with the nationals, it will be important to explain it to Australians first. He said uh, not to people overseas and at overseas conferences, which is a pretty big indication Mm. about where his priorities lie. Uh, We'll have to see how all of that plays out. Of course, a deal with the Nationals and a settling of that policy hasn't happened yet. And a theory is that until it is settled, he won't make a call one way or another about actually having to go and front other world leaders with Australia's position. He has said that Australia would be represented at a very senior level regardless. If all of this climate talk and the talk of this summit has you scratching your head a little, we've got you covered with a Squiz shortcut on the topic. Search for Squiz shortcuts in your podcasting app. It's the episode titled Australia's Climate Agenda. It's Nobel Prize season, Claire, and the 2021 Nobel Prize in Physiology and Medicine has been awarded to two American scientists for their work on how the body perceives temperature and touch. And it's the humble chili that's led to what's being called groundbreaking discoveries. Yeah, so Professor David Julius applied capsaicin, uh, which is the stuff that makes chili really hot. And if you get it in your <laughs> eye, like it's just the end of the world. Uh, what he did is that he applied it to DNA fragments to try and identify the receptors in skin that responds to that sort of heat. And he used menthol to look at cold. And meanwhile, independent of that, another professor, um, Ardurm Patapudian, uh, was looking at response to being poked. So between the two of them, they have really shone a light on exactly what it means to be touched, what it means to feel pressure and how we respond to temperature. And that's something that can be applied to new treatments for things like chronic pain. Yeah, which can, of course, be debilitating. So exciting new developments. 
someone whose pain receptors must be a little out of whack is Argentinian artist Leandro Granato. He sucks paint up his nose and somehow gets it onto a canvas via his tear ducts, to which I say, ouch. But it's this story is in the news because he's blowing up those artworks so he can sell them as NFTs, Claire, or non-fungible tokens. <laughs> Only in 2021 can you have <laughs> a conversation and any of that makes some kind of I'm sense. Totally. <laughs> Imagine sucking paint up your nose oh, to start no, off with, let you. alone then trying to get it out your tear ducts. I just have no idea how that works. But anyway. It seems bad for you. It does seem bad for you. <laughs> Not to be encouraged. Anyway, yeah. as you say, yeah, he says those original works are worth about $100,000 and he's just going to now sell those images as those non-fungible tokens. Yeah, what a world. He blows them up so that he can sell them as <laughs> non-fungible tokens. So the whole thing's a little nuts. If this kind of art isn't your thing, it was just announced overnight that Adele is releasing new music. That'll be out October 15. Her fans have been waiting a long time for that. I'll put clips to both of these in your episode notes. Before we go, another quick announcement from us. We're hiring. Part of the fun of being a startup, Claire, is when you keep growing. So we're looking for someone who loves the news, who has writing skills and podcasting skills or an interest in podcasts. Yeah, particularly podcast because, you know, I'm a bit tired, Larissa. I'm sure (laughs) you are too from time to time. You've been doing this a long time. Oh, man. So, yes, we are looking for someone particularly with an interest in in podcasting but has to be able to put the news together and write well as well, looking for someone ideally with about sort of eight to ten years' experience. And, yeah, we are growing and we've got plenty to crack on with. Just to clarify, Claire, you're not going anywhere? No. Just Just like just to sleep in every now and then it'd be nice that'd be nice wouldn't it so we're growing the team so if you've got that experience and you're keen to join us send a little bit about yourself and your cv to hello at the that's all from us have a good one we'll be back tomorrow This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super, one of Australia's most awarded super funds. It can be hard to know where the best place to grow your super is, but with awards like CanStar's Outstanding Value three years in a row and Money Magazine's 2024 Ultra Long Term Performance, Aware Super's 1.1 million members can be confident their super is in good hands. Visit aware.com.au forward slash awards to find out more. Awards are only one consideration. Read the PDS and TMD on the website.